Welcome to another episode of the BMW iVentures Agile Precision Podcast. In every episode, we're talking to one of our portfolio company's founders, investors, or other tech luminaries. Um, we want to learn about their vision, thoughts, and endeavors that they're up to. So tune in, and we take you on a little journey. Today, I'm your host, Marcus Behrendt. Um, I'm partner with BMW iVentures, and today I have a great opportunity to talk to CEO and co-founder of Recogni, a company that set out to revolutionize the capabilities of computer vision through artificial intelligence. Therefore, I'm honored to welcome RK Anand to our podcast today. Thank you, Marcus. I'm very pleased to be here with you today. Thank you for the opportunity. Great, RK. Thank you so much for joining us today. I know you're in a sprint to a critical milestone um, in, in your endeavor to shake up the computer vision industry, as I said before, and your special focus is on autonomous driving, I believe. So I appreciate you coming today and uh, spending the time and sharing your thoughts with us. But before we go into detail of your company's product, um, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, um, how you became what you are today and what drove you to take on this new endeavor? Thank you, Marcus. Uh, so before I give you a little bit about my background, maybe I just want to talk about my team. You know, um, uh, if you look at the Recognize team, you know we are a set of very versatile and a multidisciplinary team with solid de depth across many areas that is needed to build a company uh, that is focused on delivering the kind of complex system that's needed for autonomous vehicles, be it in silicon platform software, embedded software, AI, product development, marketing, and operations. So it's a, it's a, a set of broad capabilities that the team brings to bear at, uh, at what we think is an important problem that needs to be solved. Um, if you look at you know, my background, you know, I, I was very fortunate early on when I was young to actually have a grandfather who was an engineer. And uh, he would always take me in to go and fix his car or fix something, fix a light bulb, uh, fix an electric outlet. And so that gave me exposure to an engineering mindset. And on the other side, my father uh, would always leave a bunch of magazines or books to read. Um, he would, um, you know, it'll be Scientific American, uh, Popular Science, Popular Mechanics, Byte, PC Magazine. So this dual exposure to advances in technology and and also just the practical experience of building things or fixing things is got is what got me into this journey of becoming an engineer and eventually coming to the us coming to grad school and being part of some really great technology companies early on in my career i had really good mentors who talked uh, taught me principles about good engineering uh, practices, how to think of or have a systems mindset. Um, and that uh, is kind of woven through my career. And so that it's that part of the journey that got got me to this point. Um, how did how did we come up with what this idea is? I think a lot of credit goes to our CTO and founder, uh, Eugene Feinberg, uh, who's another Renaissance engineer, um, very hands-on, flies his own airplane, does a bunch of things, always fixing things. Uh, and uh, and that nugget of an idea, that seed of an idea, resulted in us coming together as a group of founders and then hiring all the employees and uh, solving uh, what we think is a clear intersection of the shift in computer engineering, computer science, systems, and vehicles, those things coming together. 
we have uh, teams here in uh, in San Jose, California, and in Munich, Germany, and this is bicontinental by design. Um, our investors also span both continents, so it's a it's a wonderful blend of our investors, the people who have the vision in investing in us, and our teams, uh, where we have this nice cultural blend, and we uh, have come together very nicely over the last year to uh, to solve. Uh, the challenge that we have in front of us. Well, that's quite a journey. Um, and now you're picking up the fight with some of the big players, I guess. Um, what exactly is your product doing? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I have to give credit to BMW and many of the other uh, OEMs and startups that have taken us in this journey to autonomous vehicles. They have done an exceptional work and exceptional uh, breakthroughs in many uh, facets of trying to build autonomous systems. Uh, but our opinion is that they have hit uh, some uh, difficult walls. It's not because of uh, lack of innovation or lack of effort. It is just the nature of building and advancing the science and the technology in certain areas. One of the one of our realizations as we started this company was we we came to the conclusion that because the computational demand in autonomous vehicles is going to be significant. Um, one has to think through that a little bit more carefully. Uh, let's take the best of the vehicles. Let's take Tesla's for example today. They drive around with one megapixel cameras. And we have eight and 10 megapixel sensors in our phones. It's just not because there's a lack of sensors or sensory capabilities. It's the computational capability to process those that sensor data that's really difficult because it's a the, the compute need increases quadratically as you increase the sensor capacity. And so why is that important? Because higher resolution makes the autonomous vehicle understand the world better in front of it under all conditions, all weather conditions, all road conditions. And that is an important prerequisite for any other higher level function the autonomous vehicle has to perform in navigating the vehicle, stopping or accelerating or changing lanes or doing whatever it needs to do uh, in the next moment. Um, compute today is constrained because of its performance, but also because the power it consumes. And that is a really, really uh, dual challenge. One is you need high level of computes and you need very low power. That is the nature of the beast of what's called inference, uh, AI inference processing at the edge. The edge devices are always gonna be power constrained, whether it's a street lamp or whether it's an autonomous vehicle. And so battery, battery capacity, energy capacity is precious, very, very precious as a resource. And so our realization was that there is an important problem to be solved, uh, where if we could focus on the problem completely, understand the gaps, and then get really dogged, really focused on solving it thoroughly. You know, uh, there have been times in the industry where uh, linear approaches, incremental approaches have worked, but then every so often technology comes to that changes the trajectory. So let's go back to the late eighties, early nineties, there was a risk versus CISC argument. And a lot of risk innovation happened in compute in microprocessors. The same thing happened in networking. I was fortunate to be part of a company called Juniper Networks in the late mid to late nineties, where we did the forwarding in silicon. And when you did that, you got that completely changed the trajectory of networking. So it was 
you know, uh, increasing at a certain pace and we double the pace of uh, improvement in networking. Um, I think uh, quantum jumps in performance don't happen automatically. Fundamental architecture breakthroughs are needed. And so that was our premise. That was our thinking as we started Reckonite to look at how do we go and build something that is not linear, but causes that quantum jump. And so as a result of that, uh, we have architected and built what we think is the most highest performing, most energy efficient ASIC that's needed to power autonomous vehicles, to understand what information comes from visual, visual sensors, and to then generate a, a visual perception system that flaw, functions flawlessly and solves the challenge that's in front of uh, automotive manufacturers today. So, so if I get that right, it's all about recognition. And now I understand where your name comes from, right? Recogni, you're recognizing things out there. That's, that's pretty good. But there's gigantic players out there and they get better by the minute. They're announcing new things. So, so what is your cutting edge advantage really? What's, what's, what's making the difference of what you planned? So uh, let's let's look at you know if I talk about eight megapixels, they you know in the in the parlance of the industry sometimes they refer to as four as four K. And if you look at uh, the need to increase this compute, it has to be without compromises, no shortcuts, no workarounds. And you and I we drive around with incredibly high multi hundred megapixel eyes. Uh, so understanding and comprehending the world without any shortcuts or compromises is important because ultimately the vehicle has to be safe. Um, we were very laser focused on, on this task. So it required us to completely rethink how AI inference systems are built. Uh, traditional AI inference systems are what are called um, uh, accelerators. And they and you have general purpose accelerators, and you use a compiler, and you you put you know write uh, write software for, as a workload for those accelerators. But our innovation required us to have multiple breakthroughs across many domains. Um, AI networks are very large; you need to be able to hold them on chip. Uh, you need to increase compute density uh, by an order of magnitude. You need to innovate in automated training. And you need to avoid going out to external memory. One of the things about chips and systems is if you stay on chip, you burn a certain amount of energy. If you go in and out of the chip, you burn 10,000 X more amount of energy for the same quantum of work. So we looked at that and then we started with um, the basics. So in AI nomenclature, um, basically the basic function that is done in AI, both in training and in inference is matrix operations a matrix multiply or a matrix add. Those are the fundamental building blocks of uh, the mathematical block, building blocks of AI. So if you look at the, you know, one, had, one can't discount competitors or the leaders in the market, NVIDIA and Mobileye are just exceptional companies. Um, and they've done an incredible amount of work till today. But they are a function of, the architecture is a function of either legacy approaches or general purpose approaches. That means that they are, their architectures can only evolve at a certain pace. Unless there's a fundamental rethink about it or they throw away their current architectures, that quantum jump in performance is not achievable. So we had the good fortune that a lot of the innovation had been done. We are standing on the shoulders of the work that others have done, good work. 
But we also had the advantage of just looking at it as a clean sheet. And so that clean sheet approach, right, has allowed us to build what we think is the world's highest performing AI inference device at the lowest power for this very, very hard task of perception. How do you perceive the world? How do you understand the world in front of a vehicle or autonomous robot or a robot taxi or robot literary system? And we believe that our system will be 75 to 100x better in power performance. I want to make sure everybody in the podcast understands power and performance are both important over anything that the competitors will have in uh, 2021. So this leads us to, uh, the along this journey, the ability to deliver a thousand top. Again, an op is a matrix operation, a multiplier add, a thousand is thousand trillion operations at 10 watts. Now that is an incredible target. And like I mentioned, it's 75 to 100 X better than anything that will be there in the marketplace. Uh, it required incredible innovation across every facet of what we're doing as a team. And I have to give credit, all of the credit goes to the team for having done, uh, having gotten us this far. Yeah. Great, that, that sounds almost unbelievable, RK. That, that really <laughs> stunning. So I think if I remember right, NVIDIA just announced a, a chip for similar purposes. Um, offering 200 integer eight uh, tops at 45 watts. So that is a magnitude below what you're planning. So that 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 is really, really interesting. And I, 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 we all know there's other players out there also, uh, you know, announcing the next generation product, but it seems like um, you're really superior. How are you gonna, how, you, how are you gonna achieve that? that that's really stunning. You know, um, we had to put a lot of thought. It was not easy. Uh, and we're not done yet, right? Uh, so, because if you want to achieve, you know, typical system, computing systems, you can get very, very high performance, but you will burn a lot of power. Uh, or you mm -hmm. can build a really low power system, but you will not get the performance. So mm -hmm. we had these two axes that were really opposing that we had to simultaneously, it's almost like a simultaneous equation one had to solve. So, to do that, you know, you have a thesis, you have an idea, but taking the idea and making it practically realizable, there's a large gap between those two things. And so it required us to build and hire some of the best talent, both here and in Silicon Valley and in Germany. Uh, talent that, again, like I mentioned across all of these domains, a really gifted AI team, gifted Silicon team, gifted software team. Uh, a product team that understands the market and define is can define the product really well. Uh, and so this clean sheet approach uh, basically allowed us to understand the fundamental architectural challenges and knock them off one after the other, right? So that we got a firm grasp on the design and power constraints in autonomous systems. And then we had to go and leverage the AI network models to achieve the level of performance and capability that we were uh, aspiring to deliver. So. Taking the thesis, uh, we put our heads down and worked really hard at overcoming each one of these roadblocks so that our thesis get, could con get converted to reality. And so we are at that juncture. Okay, okay, let me be a little bit provocative here. So, so, so far in theory, you know, you can, you can come up with these kind of things, but is there any, any proof points that will actually work and bring those promising results dude where are you at you know this sounds so fantastic yeah. you know yeah make me believe make me see it yeah. very very good question so 
you know, while, while you're designing a system, you know, I always refer to it as trying to, cha- trying to change the wheels on a bus as the bus is going down the road, right? So mm-hmm. while we're trying to design the system, uh, you know, a lot of our customers saying, you know, we trust you, but, you know, proof, show us, show us something that is substantial. Show us that, you know, you actually are, you know, in that journey, uh, there's some indicators that, that whatever you are proposing or suggesting will be realizable. So we actually simultaneously built a prototype of a simulator, right, using a bunch of graphics mm-hmm. cards to simulate our whatever is the mathematics and the functionality and the algorithms that are in our chip. So once we build that model uh, that runs in a big number of GPUs, burns a lot of power, then we took uh, a lot of um, what are what we call customer workloads and we did a proof of concept demos that our math, the inferencing technology that we're building will match what is there as leading capabilities in the industry. So our fundamental math and approach had to be validated. And that's what we've done. So in this journey, these customers came along and said, okay, now that we see that, now that we see that the proof of concepts and the demos are functioning, we are now willing to accept that your thesis is realizable. So it is, it's a continuum. There's no, you know, there's no discrete points in this. In this continuum, as we build, we have to bring the customers in the journey. And that's what we have aspired to do and tried to do over the last year. And we'll continue to do as we bring our system into their hands. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm deeply impressed with what you and your team have achieved and, and, and are creating, creating and have achieved by now. But, you know, the question is, when will you hold your first chip in your hand? To me, chip production or chip development and production always sounds like a, a decade endeavor. You know, uh, we intend to tape out our chip in the next few weeks. Our first yeah. uh, application board will be available in our lab in Q1. And we plan to actually have a fully equipped and ready demo in the same quarter, in Q1 2021. And we're already working with customers to start our sol- testing our solution rapidly as soon as our systems are in their hands. RK, what can I say? Your speed is amazing. It's it's really, it's super amazing. Um, I think you got funded in 2019 and um, you guys came up with a completely new chip design. Um, you will face out your tape out or you will, you will have your tape out ready very soon now. And um, you're planning to go into the field in, in Q1 21. Um, interestingly, since I'm uh, part of your journey, um, since we uh, came to to your company, you've never actually missed a milestone. Um, not a single deadline, despite you know all the challenges that startups usually face, and of course, uh, not to forget about the COVID nineteen crisis. So this is really impressive. Um, we at BMW Ventures are so glad that we joined forces with you so early in the process, and um, that we are allowed to participate in in your Series A. But um, after now they're delivering your critical milestone, um, you're looking into a new fundraising, right? This is your Series B. That's right, Marcus. Uh, but you know, you're right. In in just over a year, we've achieved a lot. But again, all credit goes to the team. Very motivated. Very hardworking. I mean, just think about it, right? Could we have anticipated when you funded us in last year that we would be in a COVID kind of situation, a worldwide sure pandemic? Not. Yeah. So, but what happened? I think we have to give, I have to give again credit to the team because we ended up starting the company being cloud-based. 
everything we did in engineering was in the cloud. And why? Because we needed to function across time zones and continents. So when COVID-19 hit overnight, we went from being in offices to being remote. So we, and without missing a beat. So this is uh, uh, you know, the nature of a startup where everybody has a common goal. Uh, it's called wood behind the arrow. And we all get behind uh, hitting these milestones. You're right. We are in the process of raising our series B. But to get to this point, we have to be so thankful to our current investors who have shown faith in our idea and our team. BMWI Ventures has been an incredible supporter of Recognize, whether making introductions to the biggest uh, automotive OEMs and tier ones, or even this podcast. What better proof of <laughs> helping and supporting your startups, your portfolio companies? Uh, we have a lot to show to our current set of investors who are looking to invest in Series B. And the story we have for Recognize actually very quickly grasped and really appreciated uh, because it's a small team and with, uh, with, um, with the constraints of COVID and making sure that we are financially disciplined, we've achieved a lot. I think AI as a general trend is in a great period of creativity, innovation, amazing progress, both on the training side and inference. And, you know, we are in the midst of this and it's a wonderful time. And so I think in my opinion, uh, the confluence of great investors, a great set of individuals who come to start and form a company and work in a startup, uh, all those things are recipes to solving really hard technology problems that are in front of us that make the world better. So we, uh, we are really, really thankful to our current investors, to BMWI Ventures, Marcus Yu especially, um, who've been a really good guides and mentors to us as we understand the market and understand how we can deliver technology to the market. So thank you so much. You're welcome, of course, RK. And it is, it is a real pleasure to be part of your team. What, a, what an incredible team. You've mentioned this more, more than once and I've, I've, I've met everyone in your team so far and uh, I'm really impressed. So um, thank you. It was again, so insightful to talk to you. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm very sure um, that you will define, newly define the standards for inferencing for the autonomous industry, but for many more vision applications like you, you mentioned before. So um, great technology. I'm so happy to be part of your team. And therefore, I'm just going to say thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Marcus, and my very best to you. Dear fellow listeners, I hope you liked our podcast on Recogni. And uh, please do not hesitate to reach out to me or RK if you have any other questions and stay tuned for more to come from BMW Adventures Agile Precision Podcasts. Thank you very much. Goodbye.